Welcome to the Leaders Edge podcast. I'm Sandy Laycox, Editor-in-Chief of Leaders Edge. This episode marks the third in our series with global insurer AXA-XL. Here we meet June Dwyer, SVP and Broker Relationship Leader of AXA-XL Americas. With experience on both the broker and carrier side of insurance, June shares her insights on broker value and how brokers drive product development at AXA-XL. We also talk of diversity, equity, and inclusion, the changing market conditions, and how AXA-XL is walking the talk on climate change. I hope you enjoy it. June, thank you so much for joining me. It's great to have you here. I'm really excited to delve into several interesting topics with you. Uh, We're going to go ahead and jump right in. Um, A little bit about your background. You grew up in the brokerage world, working at Marsh and other big brokers for many years, then joined the carrier side about 10 years ago, and now you're serving as head of broker management at AXA XL. So how does that dual perspective help you in your current role? Uh, thank you, Sandy. It's it's great to be doing this. I tell you, moving from the brokerage world to the carrier side is a whole different ball game. You know, my knowledge of how brokers organize around delivering a great product and exceptional service to their clients, it makes a huge difference really in how we approach each transaction and our client relationships. You know, it's in my DNA, right? I lived it for most of my career. Thankfully, this expertise is embraced by AxXL. And it makes our process and approach just so much more holistic. You know, I have to believe that it makes the broker's process better as well, since, you know, they know we have a good understanding of what they're trying to deliver to their clients. It also really puts us in a position to communicate our key differentiators, which we're always looking for that opportunity. And I think this increases our chances to retain business and even win new business. So as you think through the role of distribution in the insurance value chain as a whole, why has AXA-XL chosen to dedicate so much time and effort into managing broker relationships? Take us a little bit deeper into that. You know, we see our brokers as clients as well, right? They're our partners in how we retain and grow our business. I mean, these are strategic relationships that we have all around the world. So we think it's very important to dedicate that time and resources to engage our brokers really up and down the organization. This helps us align our capabilities and our appetites in the appropriate areas to really deliver our products and services, I think, in the most efficient way. Our our broker relationships really, you know, they generate a multitude of initiatives that help our overall industry, I think. It also has such a big impact in identifying where we want to grow. I mean, let me give you a few examples just sort of off the top of my head. So we've been collaborating with Marsh on their Cyber Catalyst program to help vet cyber breach solutions for our collective clients. Another example I would give that comes to mind is our construction team developed this cool mass timber project, and it's because Gallagher and a client came to us with a need. You know, these are just a few examples of the benefits of the partnership. And as you think about uh, sort of the way that you're growing your business through what brokers are looking for and asking for, what does that say about the role of distribution in the insurance value chain as a whole sort of going forward? Well, I might be slightly biased, but I think, you know, distribution plays a very key role, right? This is where we tie it all together. This is where we connect the dots. So we take a holistic view on our broker and client relationships 
this is a big differentiator for us. You know, business risks are so intertwined now. They're not standalone or siloed, right, in any way. I mean, distribution, I think, is one of the, the few groups in our firm that cuts across the entire enterprise. So it's such an important role. We see how and where our, our brokers and our clients trade with us and take a holistic approach to helping them manage risk. Okay, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, you are a woman in this industry that you've been in a minority role for your entire career in that way. Um, but there's been a lot of work and discussion about diversity, equity, and inclusion over the past few years. How do you think the industry is doing um, on this front? And what what can we, you know, how can we push this movement forward? Well, great question. You know, I'm coming at it from two perspectives, you know, as a woman and as a black woman, right? So while we've made progress, it's been slow, I think, and we need to pick up the pace. I think in many situations, I may still be the only woman at the table or really the one person of color at the table. So quite simply, I think we need to invest more. I, I think it would also be helpful to see more budget money, right, put towards so many of these great initiatives that, that have just been created in the past few years. Sponsoring more events is another way to sort of raise awareness, and that would have a very big impact as well. I mean, you know, today there's so many willing parties that want to do their part. It's so good to see brokers and carriers, you know, coming together on this. I'm really encouraged, I have to say, in many ways. When I think about some of the significant co-sponsored events that we've had, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking some of the key ones, you know, that we've had. So we had a gigantic, you know, turnout for Asian hate. This is one of the, the events that we co-sponsored with one of our broker partners. You know, the Women's Forum with our Marsh partners, another great event. They do that twice a year. We partner with them on some of it. And then Women to Watch, you know, we're very active in. that. That's just to name a few. There's so many more important ones that we're doing. So, you know, our collaboration on these events, I think, have provided you know, opportunities to improve our business relationships with brokers, with clients, and even with our own colleagues. So overall, you know, I think we're going in the right direction, but we're still going a little too slowly, I think. So that was a great point that you made. And uh, actually, and I didn't even think to, to, to include the fact that you do play a dual role in that minority question. And I think on, on the, the question of, you know, racial minorities in the industry we've we've talked about women for a long time it's true but it seems to be more recently that we're finally understanding that this includes a larger you know much more people than just gender equity and in terms of you know thinking about recruiting and and the next generation do you have any thoughts on how to better reach more minorities um you know as we as we look to recruit the next generation of talent yeah, I mean, I think we start to look at, you know, at the real grassroots level, right, that entry level um, at, you know, some of the historically black colleges, for instance, you know, there are many, many schools that we can draw from instead of the sort of typical, you know, of course, you know, the insurance schools are, you know, there's a very diverse group there. But I think if we broaden the places we go to recruit I think you'll see a big difference in who we end up recruiting. Okay, let's look at the market conditions. What lines are you seeing notable changes in uh, currently? 
I would say, you know, most impacted over the, the past few years, I would probably start with property. I think that's where it sort of all started. And, you know, we saw sort of the impacts of climate change uh, continue to erode, um, you know, what everyone was capable of doing in the property uh, arena. Then we saw an almost collapse of the excess market, you know, followed by the hardening of, of DNO. And then, of course, you know, everything we're living with uh, cyber right now. So, you know, social inflation, you know, continues to be an issue for us, climate change risks. And of course, we all know about ransomware. You know, these all continue to be an issue for several of our product lines. But it's not just us, right? It continues to be an issue in our industry. You know, in response, I have to say our brokers and clients have quickly gotten creative and new buying strategies and program structures are more commonplace today. You know, I'll, I'll use casualty as an example. Brokers quickly and very savvily came up with a, a different way to address these coverages collectively when there was a capacity crunch in the excess market. So brokers and clients started to package, this is just an example, right? The primary and excess programs, and in many cases, even including multinational. At first, I have to say it created a challenge for us, but we quickly pivoted and embraced the cross-sell opportunity it really was for us to quote on business that we might not have quoted or gotten an opportunity to quote in the past. So it sounds like another example that where you are, you know, listening to your broker partners and really responding to, to what they were looking for. Absolutely. Okay, so one more question for you. Looking forward, what do you see as clients' biggest challenges coming in the near future, and how can your broker partners best prepare to guide them through these? I wish we had more time. There's so many <laughs> new challenges that we're facing right now. But, you know, one where we see the potential to make a difference is helping our brokers and clients manage the risks of climate change. Uh, you know, the potential also of the, the climate infrastructure bill will just bring tremendous opportunity, I think, for innovation in our industry. So access climate focus is now really integrated into how we go to market. So that's very exciting. Our CEO is very excited about it. Um, I'll even, you know, quote him right here. He says, if you don't get to call yourself a leader without taking a leadership position. So we're doing our part, you know, in how we approach our investment and underwriting to help our company sort of step up our actions to fight climate change and support a transition towards a low carbon economy. So, you know, we've also boosted our green investment target, which was already a big number. So we're increasing that to 26 billion euros by 2023. That's up from 24 billion euros in 2020. So, you know, that's huge, right? And as a carrier that has taken a leadership position on climate change, you know, we can be a better resource and a stronger partner for our brokers and clients, whether it's around thought leadership or product innovation. So again, to show the depth of our commitment, you know, we've even launched an online climate school for our employees so they too can learn the science behind climate change and how they can take action to reduce emissions and fight climate change. So we're serious about this. We're walking the walk. It's really good to see just more focus on what we can do as an industry here. You know, if there were ever a call to action, I would say, we, we need more forums where we can come together to talk about the climate challenge and what it really means for us as an industry. 
Well, that's great. I, you know, it's it's great to hear what you guys are doing, and and maybe we need to get to work on some forums. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, June, it was so great chatting with you. Um, it was great to hear your thoughts on all of these really crucial topics, and I hope that you'll join me again. Thank you. That was June Dwyer, SVP and Broker Relationship Leader at AXA XL Americas. Tune in to more Leaders Edge podcasts on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.